Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blatant Homers and Podcast, part of Sooner Sports Radio on the V-Sporto Network here. Uh, Oklahoma's got its annual red-white spring game coming up this weekend. Uh, Sooners are uh, you know, kind of turning this into a pretty big affair compared to years in the past. Uh, they've got Adrian Peterson coaching one of the teams. Uh, Trent Williams of the uh, Washington Redskins, you know, all-pro uh, you know, uh, offensive tackle. Coaching the other side, uh, you know, Tony Jefferson is going to be one of the coaches, I think, Lane Johnson. They're also bringing tons of uh, former players back to campus for uh, the dedication of a uh, trophy, or pardon me, not trophy. Uh, I believe it's a dedication of a uh, statue for Bob Stoops. Um, yeah, Mr. Honky Tonk Badonkadonk himself, Trace Atkins, will be performing a concert uh, beforehand, taking time out of his uh, casino tour to, uh, you know, entertain fans before uh, the spring game. And they're doing stuff like, uh, you know, Lincoln Riley's going to be kicking field goals or something like that at halftime. Marquise Brown's going to race somebody maybe, something like that. So there's just going to be, there's a lot going on. On top of all that, Oklahoma's turned it into a pretty big recruiting affair also. Uh, you know, reports have, you know, something like 20 official visitors coming in, a lot of really big names from around the country. So uh, obviously there's a ton going on. You know, uh, no guests this week. I'm just going to kind of, uh, you know, offer a few things, on, thoughts on things that I'm going to be watching during the game. You know, I mean, spring games are always kind of a, a weird animal because, uh, you know, we have a tendency to uh, latch on to everything we see there as, you know, uh, you know, gospel or what, you know, what, uh, taking, you know, kind of making it into a bigger deal maybe than it is. At the same time, though, I mean, you know, these this does count for something. I mean, you know, last year I think we got a pretty good indication during the spring game that, uh, you know, Kyler Murray, for example, was making a pretty st- solid move uh, up the depth chart and would probably be end up the season as uh, Baker Mayfield's backup, which is, you know, just how that played out. Um, you know, so you know, there, there's things that we can certainly glean from these games, I think, every, every year. Um, so, you know... Just a few of the things that I'll be keeping an eye on watching. You know, the first one is going to be how the defense is lining up. You know, um, obviously Mike Stoops has talked a lot about, uh, you know, the need to be multiple on defense. It's the same thing we've heard really for years now. Um, And, you know, that can mean different things. But, you know, for the most part, OU's been playing with three down linemen the past few years. Um, you know, and playing a lot of really, uh, last year in particular, they played just a lot of, you know, kind of exclusively out of a three, four set, um, with, uh, four linebackers, three down linemen. They were doing a lot of two gapping on the defensive line. Um, you know, it sounds like there are some signs coming out this year that maybe they're moving back towards more of a kind of a nickel based defense, you know, something closer to a four, two, five. So, uh, you know, the surest sign of that being that, Caleb Kelly is moving from Sam linebacker inside to Will, which uh, I don't know if that's a matter of it, you know, necessarily matching up with his skill set so so much as just an opportunity to maybe get him on the field a little bit more. Um, anyway, you know, the talk though, like I mentioned, signs are that they're going to more of a four-two-five-ish type look, and so that kind of leads into uh, you know the second thing that I'm going to be watching, and that is uh, Buki, you know, Brendan Brendan Radley Hiles. Uh, four-star, or pardon me, a five-star cornerback, you know, out of IMG Academy, a guy who um, can really, uh, really covers well. He's he's not afraid to kind of mix it up from what I've seen in press coverage. 
Um, and if he is really all the, that he's cracked up to be, that might give Oklahoma the opening, I think, to uh, to play more four two five next year. Because I, looking back at their personnel last year, I mean, it's it's easy enough to say, oh, well, they need to get another defensive back on the field and take a linebacker or a lineman off. But you know, looking back at it, they really didn't have a whole lot of good options of guys that uh, I think that they felt that, that they could count on to come in and play a lot of snaps. You know, I mean, they were they were already thin enough as it was at positions like safety. So, uh, but but if uh, if Buki is everything that they say he is, um, you know that gives you a guy if who can really cover, and you know uh, that's kind of what you need out of that position in the Big Twelve when you know the ball's going up in the air so much. So, uh, you know, in terms of specific people I'm going to be watching, that's that's definitely one of them. Um, another thing to uh, keep an eye on is how Oklahoma is you know generating pressure. I doubt they're going to be doing anything exotic. I mean, guys, the spring game, so there's not going to be a whole lot of that going on. Um, but that doesn't mean that you know we can't maybe kind of tease out you know some of the different things that they're doing this year. I mentioned earlier, you know, for example, uh, how much two gap uh, technique the defensive linemen were playing the past few years. Uh, you know, if, if we see more one gapping where they're attacking, trying to get upfield, that's you know that's obviously that's more. Um, of a sign that they'll be using, you know, the linemen to uh, help maybe give uh, their defensive linemen a little bit of an uh, extra extra edge when it comes to getting uh, gain of the quarterback and, and uh, shaking things up in the backfield. But you know, uh, big big loss from last year's defense is uh, uh, Open Ioka Ronquo. Uh, you know, probably the best pass rusher in the Big Twelve that I can think of. A uh, real active guy, obviously, and when you lose a guy like that, who was really kind of the main uh, source of all that uh, disruption in the backfield for the Sooners, uh, a team that really didn't otherwise do a particularly good job of uh, of getting after opponents, that's I mean that's such a big hole. So you know I'm going to be watching some of the guys that uh, are playing that part. Um, you know Addison Gums is the first name that comes up. Uh, you know edge rusher, he'll be a sophomore this year. Uh, Guy that was really highly regarded coming out of uh, high school and can you know play you know certainly has the kind of like the uh, frame to play that edge rusher but you know I think that was more out of like a three four type look so I don't know if they'll be using him maybe as a stand up guy in a in a you know four man front or you know with his hand on the ground but that's one guy that I'll be watching another one uh, Jalen Redmond early enrollee out of I believe out of Edmond. Um, you know, this is a guy who is really intriguing to me because, uh, granted, he's only a freshman, but he's got good size for a guy that can play that position. Um, and that's, you know, kind of where that, that always breaks down uh, for uh, defense. When you've got uh, on the backside there, maybe a smaller guy, you know, who uh, isn't as good against the run. If uh, they can get Redmond out there, you know, and he's playing, say, at 250 pounds, it that's a lot better for uh, stopping the run on the backside, the weak side, where those uh, jacks and, and weak side defensive ends are coming from. Um, it sounds, you know, like Mark Jackson has made the full-time move over from uh, that weak side to uh, Sam linebacker. So, you know, that's another guy to watch and see if they're trying to throw any wrinkles in with him uh, lying up there to the strong side. Um, so, you know, those are those are really the guys that I'll have my eye on at this point. Um, you know, also, of course, 
watching a guy, for example, like freshman defensive end Ronnie Perkins and enrollee, much like Jalen Redmond, he's more of a uh, strong side defensive end, but you know, if they're, you know, one gapping, he'll have more opportunities maybe to, uh, to get up field and get after the quarterback. And, you know, of course, some of the stars, guys like Kenneth Mann, uh, obviously are not other guys to watch. You know, I mean, I doubt that there's going to be a lot that we'll see in terms of, uh, you know, dialing up blitzes or anything like that. I can't imagine they'll get it too exotic given that it's a spring game. But, again, something to watch. Um, the fourth thing that I'll be keeping an eye on is maybe not so much how the different quarterbacks play, um, but I'm, I'm interested to see how they structure the offense for, for each of them. I mean, you know, Austin Kendall and Kyler Murray Murray are two guys who present, you know, fairly different skill sets. Uh, you know, Murray can do more damage with his feet. Um, he, he's a, he's a, not just a great scrambler, but also he's the kind of guy that they can use on design quarterback runs or, uh, you know, read calls, things like that. So seeing if they're really kind of trying to work to get him, uh, out on the edge maybe and, and make some stuff happen with his legs. Uh, Kendall is a guy, you know, who's more of a pocket passer, more of a kind of classic air raid guy. Um, and so, you know, not just seeing how the offense maybe differs in terms of what they're calling, depending on who's playing quarterback. But another thing to watch in my mind is, does the offense function better with one of those guys back there? Uh, not just is he making throws or you know is he making the right decisions so much as also just watching you know is is the style of one guy more kind of conducive to uh, you know explosive plays or to run the offense well. Not just a matter of uh, you know necessarily the talent that uh, each one possesses. I still look at this as you, you I mean a you know Murray is the heavy favorite uh, to win that job, but I mean, it's still worth watching. And maybe there's something else uh, to it that you know we as fans aren't aren't really privy to. I mean I remember how much how everybody thought uh, Blake Bell was the assumed starter back in uh, I believe 2013 during that quarterback derby. And come to find out when the fall rolled around that uh, Trevor Knight had won the job. So I guess, you know, anything's possible. Um, lastly, you know, the, another big thing I'll be watching is the offensive line. Um, I, I feel good about where uh, where Oklahoma's offensive line is from a, a, a personnel standpoint. Now it's really a matter of finding all the right pieces, putting them in all the right places. You know, you look at, of course, the big loss is uh, Orlando Brown, who was a mainstay at left tackle for a long time. Uh, you know, real physical guy, a mauler. Now, you know, moving into that spot, you've got you've got a competition open there. You know, I mean, you're hearing about Cody Ford, for example, playing some tackle. Uh, you know, Bobby Evans is the guy I think that is really got to be the kind of consensus favorite. Um, you know, moving over, shifting him over from right tackle to left. Um, I think, you know, if you watched last year, he was uh, such a force at right tackle. Uh, might have actually been OU's best uh, offensive lineman last year when all was said and done. So, I mean, you know, he seems like the, the favorite to me, but, you know, Cody Ford, I guess, is getting some looks there. Um, you know, you could also maybe find a guy, you know, a young guy that might uh, kind of make it make it play for that. But, you know, if you're moving to if if they do end up moving Bobby Evans from right tackle to left, that means that you're creating an opening at the right tackle position. So maybe whoever 
isn't starting at left tackle ends up being the one that uh, gets the start at right tackle. Maybe Cody Ford, for example. Uh, you know, I think that uh, Adrian Ely is another guy who uh, redshirted last year, but he's a player that they put a lot of uh, stock in. You know, when he came out as a uh, as a recruit. So I mean, I think that they're uh, probably hoping that he's you know going to try to make a bid for that job as well. Um, and of course, you know, on the other spot that's open on the offensive line is uh, center with Eric Wren uh, having graduated. Uh, two-man race between uh, Jonathan Alvarez and Creed Humphrey. Uh, sounds as though Creed Humphrey is a, is ahead, but uh, you know we'll look and see what we see out of both of them on Saturday. Um, you know, it's not just uh, necessarily how good each one is at, you know, uh, the actual plans position also as much as, you know, kind of setting protections, uh, identifying stuff. You know, you, you know, you expect that center to be kind of the quarterback of the offensive line. So, um, you know, does are there fewer busts, for example, with one guy uh, running the offensive line as opposed to another at center? Um, you know, are they are they picking everything up? That type of stuff. That's what I'll be watching. Uh, again, I, my, my money there would be on Humphrey, but, um, you know, Alvarez is a guy that's been in the program for a long time and I guess, you know, certainly has a shot and could maybe has a, a little bit of a mental edge on Humphrey depending on, uh, uh, you know, what uh, what he's able to do out there. So that's kind of that's what I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Um, I'll definitely try to write up something uh, after the game, just based on what I saw, try to keep it, you know, from going too overboard in terms of uh, reactions. But you know, there there will be some signs, maybe things that we can expect to see in the fall out there. And uh, you know, I think that uh, it's uh, obviously big, big time for uh, the program, given that Baker Mayfield has moved on now, and they're looking at uh, really, you know, Lincoln Riley's first full year as a head coach. So uh, that's about it. I'll be interested to hear what everybody else is going to be watching, if there's anything else that uh, y'all think is important. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned, I'll be back at you next week. Also, ta- I'm going to uh, try to get Josh McQuestion from SoonerScoop.com uh, back, back on. He'll uh, be able to fill us in on what, you know, how things went and what is uh, shaping up to be a just a mammoth recruiting weekend for uh, Lincoln Riley and his staff. So, uh, anyway, I'll get back at you all next week, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, and for the Blatant Homerism Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy, y'all.